Hi, this is Jamie Crawford, Worldwide Evangelist with Breakthrough Ministries, pastor of Epicenter Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Thanks for downloading our Wow God podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get our latest podcast. We appreciate your partnership. It helps keep our ministry going. We hope you enjoy our podcast. Tonight, we're going to dive right into the Word of God. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn over to Exodus chapter number 6 and verses 1 through 8. Exodus chapter number 6, 1 through 8. It's a lengthy scripture, but I, I want to read it tonight. And as, as you're turning over there, I want to tell you the title of this message that I have tonight. It's entitled, How Can I Overcome Discouragement? How Can I Overcome Discouragement. Has anybody ever been discouraged? Maybe you're discouraged right now. Maybe you're going through a season right now of discouragement, or maybe you've been in a, in a season of a discouragement. But I, I, I want to teach tonight how to overcome discouragement. And we're going to look in Exodus chapter number 6 and verses 1 through 6. And I'm going to read out of the NIV. And the Bible says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you see what, uh, what, I, what I will do to Pharaoh. Because of my mighty hand, he will let them go. Because of my mighty hand, he will drive them out of the, his country. Verse number two, God also said to Moses, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But my name, the Lord, I did not make myself fully known to them. Verse number four, I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, where they reside as foreigners. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the Israelites, whom the Egyptians are enslaving, and I have remembered my covenant. Verse number 6, Therefore say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slave to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with a mighty axe of judgment. I will take you and as my own people, and I will be with you, be, be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. And I will bring you to the land I swore to uplift, uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. Don't you love God's promises? You know, so many times we get so discouraged with what goes on in life. But if we just take a moment and begin to read the word of God, because if God did it for them, he can do it for you. If you're under some discouragement tonight, just know that God's got this. Just know that God's about to handle it. And I love how he, how he spoke in this scripture. He, he let them know, I'm God. And I'm going to get the glory. I'm going to get the praise for what I'm about to do. 
And, and so I just need to speak that over somebody tonight. God knows what he's about to do for you. You may be a little discouraged right now, but the Lord wants you to know tonight. It, it may just be just a season of discouragement, but I'm about to bring you out of that season. I'm about to bring you into your Canaan. I'm about to take you and launch you into your Canaan land. And as you do that, you're going to recognize it was me, says the Lord. You're going to recognize it was my hand that moved everything. Some of you right now just wish he would just take his finger and move some things. But God's not going to do it that way. He's going to take his whole mighty hand and he's going to scrape it across and he's going to move out all the discouragement that's in your life. God says, get ready. I'm about to push it all back. I'm about to stir it all up and I, so that I can receive the glory, so I can receive the honor, so I can receive the praise. It may not make sense right now. What you're going through right now, it may not make sense, but God wants you to know, don't be discouraged. Know that I am God and I'm still in control. I still have the reins. The horses may be going crazy, but I still got the reins. The stagecoach may be going rocking and rolling, but the Lord wants you to know he still has the reins and he still has the brake. And he's about to give somebody a break tonight. I don't know who that's for tonight. But God says, get ready. I'm about to give you a break. You know what a break is? It's where you just sit back and relax. You don't do anything. Come on. When you, when you work an eight to five job, they, they have to give you a break in the morning, break in the afternoon. They have to give you a, a, a break for lunch. In that break period, there's a time where it's a pause so that you can take a deep breath. Some of you just have to work through your break, Tiffany and Alicia. But sometimes you just got to relax. You got to take time and just take a deep breath. I just feel like you've come tonight just to take a break. You just come tonight to take a break from, from, from what you've been going through, what your situations that's surrounding you, that's been overwhelming you, that's bringing discouragement to you. But the Lord brought you here tonight to let you know you just need to take a deep breath. Somebody needs to breathe again. You just need to breathe again. Come on. I, my, my watch once in a while, uh, you know, during, that, during the day, it'll tell me, take a breath. <laughs> breathe. I mean, it does. It tells me that. And then whenever I do it, you know what? I feel so good. I thought it was stupid at first. I was like, why is it telling? It's telling me everything else. It's telling me I ain't got enough rings going around. I haven't walked enough. I haven't done this enough. And then now it's telling me take a breath. And so one day I was like, oh, I'm going to do what it says. I'm just going to see if it really works. And man, it did. Because I didn't reflect on what was going on that day. I just took time and took a breath. Somebody tonight, you just need to take some time and take a breath. Just breathe. Just breathe. Just breathe. Life with Christ is an endless hope 
Without him, a hopeless end. We need Christ in the center of our discouragement. In the middle of our discouragement. How can I overcome discouragement? How can I overcome all of the obstacles? How many know the enemy just likes to throw stumbling blocks in front of us? You know, as people call me with issues and situations in their life, uh, Holy Spirit always brings this to mind, Rick. He always tells me to tell them it's only a speed bump. And a speed bump's there to slow you down. It's, it's a caution to look at the surroundings that are around you so you don't run over any pedestrians. Did I say that right? I can't. Hard to say. So you, so you can look around. Sometimes we have speed bumps in our life for a reason, to slow us down because we're too fast. We're in a fast-paced society and, and, and we keep doing things and we keep getting more discouraged and more discouraged and more discouraged because we don't slow down and we just keep hitting the bumps. Have you ever hit a speed bump fast? Mm. Boy, it'll, it'll rattle you. It will rattle you. Especially if it's a big one. Mm. Remember I used to have an old Ford 72 that I'd drive to school. And we had speed bumps at school. And I thought I could hit that speed bump fast. I was wrong. It rattled that whole truck. It echoed on the inside whenever I hit that thing. Uh, but those are, they're there to slow you down for a reason. I, I just want somebody to know that, that, that you have a speed bump in front of you for a reason. Just to slow you down. But it's not to stop you. Come on, tap your neighbor and say, it's not to stop you. Just to slow you down. Hallelujah. So tonight, how can I overcome discouragement? The first point I'm going to give you is facts about discouragement. Let me just set the tone for you tonight. Facts about discouragement. And Josh has got a bunch of notes tonight, so hallelujah. Facts about discouragement. Fact number one, everyone deals with discouragement. Fact number one, everybody. Come on, I'm just setting the foundation tonight. Everyone deals with discouragement. So if you, say, you didn't say, I, I get discouraged, yeah, everybody does get discouraged. Everyone gets discouraged. Fact number two, discouragement is contagious. It's contagious. If you carry your, your discouragement into your workplace, everybody else is going to be affected by it. If you carry it back home, everybody else is going to be affected by it. One of the things that I've learned in ministry, because... We do so many things in ministry. Is, is, and, and once in a while, the kids will even say that. Dad, can you put your dad hat on for a moment? I don't want the pastor's hat. I don't want the evangelism hat. I want, your, I want the dad's hat on. Just so I could talk to you for a moment. 
<laughs> you know, and sometimes that's what we've got to do. I, I got to put my wife hat on or I got to put my uh, uh, my my brother's hat on or my sister's hat. On. You got to put your hat on whatever hat fits you for that day. Sometimes you got to take off your work hat and put on your self hat and just enjoy yourself. Hallelujah. I, I don't know who I'm speaking to tonight, but somebody tonight may come in a, a little bit discouraged. But fact number two, discouragement is contagious. And if we don't get off the discouragement, it's going to affect everybody else. Everybody else is going to be affected by the discouragement. I know this probably isn't for anybody in here, but it's contagious. Discouragement is contagious. Fact number three, discouragement leads to loneliness. Discouragement leads to loneliness. The more you let discouragement overwhelm you, it will affect, your, affect you where you're just going to be lonely. You're going to be lonely. Discouragement leads to loneliness. Fact number four, discouragement causes us to run from responsibilities. Discouragement causes us to run from responsibilities. We get so discouraged, we just push away our, our responsibilities. Come on, it'll affect your work. It'll affect your prayer life. Come on, that's a responsibility for you. It, it, it'll affect your, 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 your family life. Your family's your responsibility. It, it'll ref, it, it, discouragement causes us to run from our responsibility. In fact, number five, discouragement causes us to exaggerate the problem. To exaggerate the problem. Is anybody getting any of this tonight? Maybe, maybe one of these have set in tonight. Discouragement causes us to exaggerate our problems. Our problems end up getting bigger and bigger. And you tell one person about your problem, and then by the time you get to the next person, it gets a little bit bigger. And your voice gets a little bit louder. <laughs> Maybe that's somebody at your work. Maybe it's not you, but uh, you, get, you get more aggravated and, 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 and it become, becomes bigger. And you, and you make it bigger than what it really is. When you just need to look at your watch and take a breath. Come on, everybody, take a deep breath. Let it out. Come on, you guys, just, yeah, it's a Thursday night, and it's almost to, to the weekend. Come on, just shake your arms. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. Somebody needs it tonight. You just need to relax. I like how Rick did it. <laughs> I love it. We just got to relax. Just got to relax. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. Love you, man. <laughs> Discouragement causes us to exaggerate the problem. Number, fact number six. Discouragement hinders our service to God. 
It will get so discouraged, we'll just say, well, I'm not going to church on Sunday. I'm not going to pray today. I'm going to skip it. Uh, I'm not going to go on Thursday night. I'm just going to skip it. Uh, see, discouragement hinders our service to God. You're going to hear me say this over and over because I got it from Pastor Steve. There's two times to go to church when you want to and when you don't. So even if you're discouraged, bring it on. Because you can bring it down to the altars and just give it to God. It will hinder our service to God if we carry discouragement. Fact number seven. This is the last fact. Okay. Discouragement comes before God's blessing. Oh, I could just stop right there. Somebody should shout. If you're discouraged right now, discouragement comes before God's blessing. If you're discouraged right now, get ready. The big blessing's on its way. God's about to pour out a blessing in your life that you don't even have room enough for. Uh, something big is about to happen. I, I, that just keeps echoing and echoing and echoing into my spirit. Something big is about to happen. There's an outbreak that's about to happen in Oklahoma City. There's an outbreak that's about to happen at Epicenter Church. God says, get ready. Something big is about to happen. I'm just speaking it over your family tonight. Something big's about to happen to your family. Uh, don't be discouraged because something big's about to happen. There's a breakthrough that's about to happen to your family. As I'm speaking it to you, I believe there's a breakthrough that's about to happen to my family. Well, glory. Discouragement comes before God's blessings. Right before the blessings of God, you want to throw in the towel. You're about to miss it. Don't miss God. Don't let discouragement make you miss God's blessings. Hallelujah. Because this could be the day that everybody in church could get healed. That's the attitude I have every time I come to church. Is this going to be the day, God? Everybody in church is going to walk out. They're going to walk in with a headache and leave without a headache. Just like it happened to Cassie on, on Sunday morning. She come in with a headache, but she left without a headache. God touched her. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. I mean, she had a migraine. It was bad. But God. Turned it all around. Discouragement comes before God's blessings. Point number two. Reasons why the children of Israel were discouraged. How many know they were a little bit discouraged? You know, when things don't go your way, you get a little bit discouraged, don't you? The Bible says in Exodus chapter number 6 verse 9, it says, Moses reported to the Israelites, but they did not listen to him because of their discouragement and cruel bondage. 
They didn't listen because all they could hear is discouraging words. All they could hear is discouragement situations. All they could do is look at the... They needed to listen. Come on, sometimes that's what we got to do. We just need to listen. Instead, we just whine, 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 whine. Gripe, 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 gripe. Iris can do that. My mother-in-law's maiden name is Gripe. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Help me, JC. (laughs) I'm going to have to tag you, my brother. (laughs) You're going to have to finish this out for me. Moses reported to the Israelites, but they did not listen to him because they were discouraged. They were discouraged. How many know that sometimes we just got to listen to God? We need to listen to his voice. When we listen to his voice, we begin to make right choices. But if we allow the enemy to bring discouragement, Thoughts of worry, thoughts of anxiety, thoughts of fear. That's the voices of the enemy. We need the voices of God. Love, joy, peace. We need the fruits of God inside of us. And when we hear the good fruit, we know it's his word. We know it's his promise. And he's about to pour out his blessings in his promise. (laughs) Moses reported this to the Israelites, but they didn't listen to him because of their discouragement. Their problems were real. Not imagined. Their problems were real, not imagined. He, they, they were re- it was real problems. How many know you're facing real problems? You're facing real discouragement. Their patience was tested to the limit. Have you ever had your patience tested to the limit? Don't raise your hand. Miss Anita, don't raise your hand. Their patience was tested to the limit. Sometimes our patience gets tested to the limit. We're about to explode. We're about to get angry. We're about to get mad. I mean, we already got it in our mind how we're going to say it. When we're going to say it. And what we're going to say about it. Their patience was tested to the limit. Somebody tonight, your patience has been tested to the limit. You just want to hit that easy button. Easy button. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Number three, they were physically and emotionally stressed. I don't know if anybody's ever been physically and emotionally stressed. That's what happens when discouragement hits us. We just begin to be tired. And emotionally stressed. Sometimes we just got to let it go. 
shake it off. Give it to God. Come on, all the discouragement tonight. We just got to shake it off and give it to God and take a breath. Breathe. Breathe. I, I used to couldn't go into hospitals and sit for long periods of time like I just did today because when I got in there, I would get so dizzy and the whole room would spin. But I, I come across a doctor one time and he told me, he said, let me tell you what your problem is. I said, what's that? I said, every time I go in, They'll be doing an IV or doing something like that. And the moment I see it, the moment I just start turning white, <laughs> I had to find me a chair. And, and I'll never forget, I, I, we, went, uh, we was at a church one time and the, uh, the pastor was out and he, uh, somebody had broke their arm and they were in the emergency room. And so we had to go and the guy didn't even have any medication at all. It, they, they had to uh, wait before they gave him any medication. And, and so I walked in just to pray. Me and another guy, we walked in. We're just going to pray for him and leave. That was in my mind. We're going to pray for him and leave. We go in, we pray for him. And the guy I was with goes, what happened? I'm like, I don't want to know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I did my job. I prayed. I don't need to know details. This guy began to say, he looked me straight in the eye and he said, I've never seen an arm do what my arm did. I... Man, I'm looking for a chair. I'm fi I finally found me a chair. I sit down. As I'm sitting down, I'm just white as a sheet. And I'm just like, I, I, can't, I can't do this. I can't do Next thing you know, I came to consult him and, and, and encourage him. And he was going, Jamie, are you okay? We need to get a nurse over here. Got... <laughs> I just wanted to pray and get out of there. The knucklehead I was with had to ask questions. Don't need to have details. I just want to pray. God hears me. I, I was thinking next time he, God can hear me from the hallway. <laughs> can I get an amen, Josh? But I talked to this doctor and this doctor said, I'll tell you what your problem is. When you go in, you forget to breathe. And you have no oxygen in your brain. And that's why your face turns white as a sheet. <laughs> and I was like, man, after he told me that, I was like, I'm going to try it. Man, next time I went in, I was in there. <laughs> almost literally, I'm not going to stop breathing. I'm breathing. I'm going. <laughs> I prayed over that individual. And guess what? I didn't get dizzy. I didn't get sick. So I've learned to control my breathing. It's not as heavy anymore as when I go in. I, I've learned. It's, it's mind over matter. I, I learned that, that. And as I did that, it began to help me. But see, we become physically and emotionally stressed. 
And we carry so much strain because of the discouragement. See, I could have kept getting discouraged. And even as a pastor, you have to go in and see scenes that you don't want to see sometimes. But it's our job. We got to do it. But I've learned over time how to overcome it. Hallelujah. That and a lot of prayer. Because I pray before I go in every single time. God, don't let this be another incident. Please. We better go to point number three. Amen. What? Well, we're actually on point number three. Three ways we can become hopeful when discouraged. Three ways we can become hopeful when discouraged. In Exodus chapter number 6, the Bible says, But Moses said to the Lord, If the Israelites will not listen to me, why would Pharaoh listen to me? Since I speak with faltering lips. Why would the commander <laughs> listen to me? I, I stutter. Why? That's what he's saying. And then now when the Lord spoke to Moses in Egypt, he said to him, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, everything I tell you. But Moses said to the Lord, since I speak with faltering lips, why would Pharaoh listen to me? Why would he? Why would he? Because God told him to do it. God told him to speak it. Let me just give you four points and I'm going to close with these, okay? Three ways, or ways we can become hopeful when discouraged. Number one, change, your, change our attitude. We've got to change our attitude. Then the second one is ask for guidance. Ask God to guide you. Come on, get, ask for holy boldness to the situation. Number three, look and listen for what God is teaching. God was teaching him something to trust him. Look and listen to what God is trying to teach you. Because if you can't overcome the discouragement you're in right now, and you think you need to get out of where you're at right now and go to another place, can I tell you something? If you don't learn what you're learning right now, in the moment and in the season that you're at right now, and you move on too early, it's going to multiply seven times greater, and it's going to be harder in the next step that you take. If you take it without listening to God and without fulfilling what God wants you to fulfill in the season you're in right now. You've got to complete something before you can start something. Whew. Popa got me. You've got to complete something before you can start something. Let me just say it again. You've got to complete something before you you can start something. Ask for guidance. Look and listen for what God is teaching. Number four, choose belief 
instead of doubt. Choose belief instead of doubt. Psalms, I'm going to close with this scripture. Psalms 5 and verse 3. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. Somebody, you've been waiting. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready. Your breakthrough is on the horizon. Your breakthrough is on the horizon. You've got to complete before you can start again. You've got to complete something before you can start again. Hallelujah. Don't be discouraged. Just take a breath. Just take a deep breath. Thanks for listening. We hope you will stay connected by subscribing to our podcast and becoming a partner to our ministry. Go to BreakthroughEvangelism.com for our evangelism ministries and EpicenterChurchOK.com to connect with our church. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. We want you to be blessed.